I'm Audrey Cooper, the editor-in-chief of the San Francisco Chronicle, and today on Fifth Admission, I'm talking to reporter Matthias Gaffney. He's been covering the college admissions scandal in which some parents bribed and did other pretty sketchy things to get their kids into elite universities. We're going to talk about what this says about the state of parenting, what it will do to the college admissions program, and how we even got to the story in the first place. That's today on Fifth Admission. Matthias Gaffney, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me back. You've been covering this college admissions scandal, which I think is the story that, at least in my kids' school, that everybody wants to talk about. All the parents want to talk about it. Why has this story captured everybody's attention so much, do you think? Yeah, well, I think a lot of people have gone to college. Uh, They've filled out the applications. They've taken the dreaded SAT or ACT tests as a kid themselves. And then if you're a parent, then your kids do it as well. And you feel that angst stuff that everyone's really familiar with. So this really resonates. Explaining it is making my palms sweat all again. And it's been quite a few years since I filled those out. So yeah, yeah, you're right. It's a stressful thing. What happened in the case cases, I should say, that you have been investigating? Yeah. So, uh, you know, about a month ago or so, uh, this U.S. prosecutors basically filed a a pretty large uh, complaint against 50 or so people. It ranged from wealthy parents to college coaches, to college officials, to test takers, to people who run schools. And it went all the way up to the ringleader, a guy named Rick Singer, who ran a uh, so-called charity um, uh, key worldwide foundation. And basically he would promise these parents um, who had a lot of money that if you paid me a certain amount of money, I'll get your kids into these very prestigious schools. And did he? For a lot of them, he did. And, you know, there's there's some evidence that some of it was legitimate counseling on helping kids get in there. But he also kind of told them, like, look, if you give me, you know, 15 grand, I'll make those SAT scores go up um, and I'll get you into USC. Or if you give me 250 grand, I'll get your kid as a water polo recruit at USC, even though they've never swam before, you know, it was, it was some pretty bold stuff they were doing. And this initially got a lot of attention because there were some Hollywood celebrities that used the services and were arrested for it. Yeah. You're, you're talking about really wealthy parents. So there's a couple Hollywood actresses, Lori Loughlin um, is one of them. And her husband's a fashion designer. There's really high stakes lawyers caught up in this. There's uh, people who own businesses and uh, are entrepreneurs. So you're getting some very well-known people caught up in this. And and for a lot of the what what draws people to it, these are a lot of the people who can you often think of maybe can get away with this stuff. And for once, they've kind of been caught and and they now are in court. I think this story was surprising to a lot of people who maybe didn't know that there were you know, advisors for like private advisors beyond the school system for how to get your kids into schools. But I know even in San Francisco, they even have counselors to get your kid into preschool. So so this is something that in in the high, you know, high flying world that we maybe don't have the money for, but other people do. This is something that's pretty prevalent. Yeah. I mean, what is interesting, I think, also is that there's a very fine line here. Um, these people are arrested and 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 they're indicted on these charges of bribing people. But 
it's not so far different than what's been happening since the beginning of time where wealthy parents buy a library at Yale and suddenly Johnny's, you know, accepted early acceptance into Yale, you know, it, and that's not illegal. Right. Uh, but, you know, it, it raises a lot of those questions about, you know, privilege and, and, and who's really getting into these schools. How was this particular scandal with, you know, illegally boosting their SAT scores or also putting them on sports teams when they didn't actually play those sports very well, uh, if at all? How did that come to investigators' attention? Yeah, this this whole thing started with like a, a completely separate kind of securities investigation and and basically a dad trying to gain favor with prosecutors said, hey, I got buddies, you know, and uh, who all participate with this guy and are bribing, you know, coaches and school officials. And so the feds basically started looking that way. And you talk to one parent and they tell them, you know, oh, I heard this from so-and-so in my firm. And, and you know, you start following this trend. And eventually they got to Singer, the the ringleader, and and he played ball. He rolled and and said, I'm going to cooperate. So you have like these. So who who is explain to everybody who is Singer? Yeah. So Rick Singer, he's basically the ringleader of this whole thing. He ran that, you know, purported charity. He would take the money and then he would funnel it through the charity and pay the coach off or pay the test taker off. And he was the one making promises to all the parents. He was the one with the connections to get them into these schools. And so he turned and once the, the feds were onto him and basically got wiretapped and, you know, in these indictments, you read these um, incredibly inflammatory, just unbelievable um, back and forth between Rick Singer and these parents, you know, he's wired and he's just, and they're describing like what they want for their kid and, and, you know, oh, but he doesn't play water polo. Is that going to be a problem? Oh, no. You know, he just it's on paper. And once they get in there, you know, they won't have to play on a team or anything like that. The kid will never know about it. And it's really incredible. And a soap opera reading it is just um, really incredible stuff. Yeah, there will be a made for TV movie, no doubt about this. So what are the schools that have been wrapped up in this? It's uh, locally. We have Stanford. That was a big one. Um, there was a coach from Stanford who was the sailing coach um, who got um, who's pled guilty to taking bribes um, to get a couple students onto the team. They actually wound up never going to Stanford. But UCLA has been a school um, in California that's been caught up in it a lot. UC Berkeley had bits and pieces of people trying to get in there. Not every school like accepted them. USC was a big one though. USC had coaches who have been indicted, um, water polo, soccer, um, a, a, a athletic department administrator. Um, and then you have schools like Texas and Georgetown's tennis coach. It kind of, you know, you think of these really prestigious schools, if you will, oftentimes expensive schools um, and private and a lot of them got caught up in this. Did the kids, you mentioned that sometimes the kids didn't know what was going on, but sometimes they did. Yeah, it's hard to know. that They haven't gone after the kids in any of these indictments. Um, they, you basically hear the parents' perspective and what they're talking to Singer about. A lot of them, frankly, say, like, I don't want my kid to find out about this. Whatever you do, do this, fix his grades, but I don't want them to know about it. At the same time, you know, these kids are being taken to this Southern California school to have their SAT taken. And there's like two people in the classroom and there's a proctor there who they finish the test and then they proctor stays and corrects the test to give them a better score. So who knows what the kids knew or didn't know is hard to tell, but 
there's definitely uh, a sense that these, you know, there's kids that have been pulled out of the schools now. They find out about this. Stanford has removed a kid from um, its enrollment once they find out about this. So they're definitely feeling the repercussions uh, one way or another. Is it possible that the kids also committed a crime or is there is there any indication that that's even an issue at all? It hasn't been an issue at all. They haven't brought that up. Frankly, the bigger question is if more parents are going to be brought into this, more more college officials. Um, and there's been uh, indications that there will be. I mean, Singer had a huge client role, um, some of them legitimate, some of them very well-known people who said it was legitimate stuff um, that he did for them. Um, so I think that's kind of where the next thing will uh, will go is just more indictments coming down um, as this progresses. You mentioned uh, the sailing team at Stanford, and and you started looking into that story and the history of the sailing team in particular, and it's it's kind of an interesting sidebar to this whole story. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah, um, you know, in in doing the research, I kind of came across um, it was actually I I think it was on a Facebook post. Someone posted our story about the sailing team on a like sailing blog. And I just happened to come across it and I'm looking at the comments and it's a lot of alumni, sailing alumni, and they're weighing in about, you know, oh, we're, our tarnished image. But there's this one person saying like, oh, that, that's interesting. That was kind of, you know, not the first time sailing teams have been in controversy. And, and I was like, oh, that's I wonder what that means. And then someone else responded about some donated boat that they had gotten in the past that was, you know, controversial. And so I started looking into it and eventually found like an old like Stanford daily uh, their student newspaper article on this this boat, this yacht that was donated, and it wound up being where it this auditor had come into the college and done and looked at all the books and realized that they had said that this this boat, which was for the sailing team to like sell off as a fundraising thing, that the boat was being used for like research, um, and they got federal research dollars based off of that. And that cascaded into this enormous um, scandal about what other things they were kind of calling as research there. And it, it started this whole crackdown on federal research in colleges. And it all dated back to this Stanford sailing team scandal pre, you know, Rick Singer. So it was interesting. That is interesting. Of course, there are some very ethical sailors at Stanford. We don't want to wrap <laughs> them all into this. But it, it's it's just interesting how pulling on one thread can lead you to another story that Maybe we didn't know about that, but that's also very interesting. So what? how are the parents that have been caught up in this, how are they using the media to get their story out? And what has their reaction been generally? Yeah, it's it's kind of, I mean, there's a lot of parents who are caught up in this. There's dozens and um, about give or take half of them have pleaded guilty of those. Some of them have kind of gone to the media in a very controlled way, maybe through their attorney or reading a written statement. And they've been really contrite. They've been apologizing to their kids. Like, I can't believe I did this. It was an error in bad judgment. Uh, and my kid knew nothing about it. And I just uh, want them to know that they did nothing wrong. On the other side, there's a dozen or so parents who are pleading not guilty and they plan to fight it. And they're coming up very shortly, having you know status conference hearings and whatnot. They, and what is their argument? Yeah, there's there's been some very, you know, they haven't really come out with a full defense, but they kind of they're getting very technical on the charges here because, you know, the charges are all like, you know, mail fraud and stuff like that. So it's not like you're not charged with, you know, bribing a college coach. It's not that simple. 
They have to get you on these kind of very technical charges of, you know, how you made your payments over a wire fraud and stuff like that. And so they're kind of seizing on that and looking for the loopholes on, on, on that. And um, there's stuff, tax stuff that they're getting into where, you know, um, they're, they're seizing on that as well. And, and so that's all we've really seen so far, very much going after some technicalities on the charges themselves. And, you know, the given that some of this deals with these sort of smaller um, team sports or smaller sports within these elite universities, it, it occurred to me, like, has there been any questioning about the role of athletics to get your kid into these elite schools and whether that should even be an avenue for for schools that are really expensive and really hard to get into and have thousands of kids applying for just a couple of spots. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a very core issue here. Uh, you know, these these uh, these sports are on a smaller level. Sometimes they're like kind of club sports like sailing. You know, they're not um, uh, getting a lot of school funding. Uh, so it puts a lot of pressure on them to begin with to get money to come in, um, to look to, you know, maybe taking a bribe to help out the program. Um and then like for Stanford, for instance, they have this they had this process where they'd have these pink envelopes, they called them, where basically if you were a uh, recruit, you weren't guaranteed to come in, obviously, if you're a good football player or if you're a good water polo player. But your application would be placed in like a pink envelope. So they would be given special attention and maybe, you know, oh, we'll let them in because they're a really good soccer player or something like that. So it stands out from your average other student going there. So, yeah, is that fair? You know, why is sports better than maybe someone who plays the violin or something like that who also wants to get into Stanford? And I think, you know, that's been a debate for a long time before this. Um, and, you know, it's what is the value to college um, and what makes a well-rounded, you know, uh, student um, and maybe – a lot of people would say that's prioritized higher than other things. And, you know, there's certain big sports that bring in a lot of money to these schools and and they definitely get a lot of priority, especially at certain schools where they don't, you know, check the grades or the scores as much as others, as long as they have a really elite team. So the last question I have for you is is kind of a asking you to look into the future when when we look back on this on the scandal do you think that it will have any long-term implications for college admissions or will this just be seen as a one-time blip with uh, a few bad actors? Yeah, I think, I think it's already, you're already seeing some of the impact um, on colleges. I know Stanford's they're tightening up, tightening up um, their application process and how they go through it. I think other schools will go the same route where, um, you know, you're, you're looking more carefully at donations um, and what's coming in financially and whether or not that's imp imp impacting uh, different kids getting in. Um, I think also in a really more general sense about just ideas of like parenting, um, there's, you know, is is getting your kid into a good college like a, a, a parent's really job? Is it what is a good college, um, you know? Uh, does it really matter that your kid goes to a UC versus a state school as long as they're, you know, having a good education? Uh, does uh, these names of these schools that often, you know, connotate such things, does that really matter in the long run? And does being a good parent mean letting your kid wind up where they should go rather than where you want them to go, where you can tell your friends at a party that they go? Um, so I think, uh, 
there's been a lot of blowback against parenting and the whole college process, not just these parents caught up in this, but just in general how it all works. Yeah, I think that's that's definitely been the thing that we discuss at uh, Saturday baseball games among all of the parents. Uh, Matthias, thank you very much for being on the podcast and talking about this scandal with us. Sure. Thanks for having me again. Thank you, Matthias Gaffney, for being on the podcast today. Thank you to Libby Coleman, who produced this episode. And mostly, thanks to you all for listening. Fifth and Mission is part of the San Francisco Chronicle Podcast Network. If you like this show, we'd love it if you'd subscribe to it wherever you get your podcasts. And if you've got a minute to give us a quick review, that helps us build our audience so we can keep growing. You can support Fifth and Mission and the newsroom that creates it with a subscription to the San Francisco Chronicle. There are print and digital editions. Find out more at sfchronicle.com slash subscribe.